With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Let's go. Let's yes. go, Arnie. We don't have much time. We only got two hours. We got to get after it. Am I a loser? Am I, am I a loser if I go to Ben and Jerry's and just get vanilla? No. Why? Uh, do you have, they have to? Do, some, I, you know, there's actually the Ben and Jerry's here in Vermont has flavors that you guys never even heard of. They don't sell nationally. I just want you to know that to start the show off. Go ahead. Okay. All right. yeah. I had ice cream today too. I yeah. cheated as well. So well, I, you I and took, I. But I was at the actual place, and I took oh, my picture okay. under the half-baked sign. I don't know if you saw that on my on my Twitter account. You'll have to go look at that. My whole goal was yeah. to try to keep my mind clear for the show tonight. Yeah. So I did not allow social media to uh, sway me in, in one fashion or the other until, I don't know, Arnie, right about, say, 5 o'clock Pacific time. I clicked on Twitter and I lost my mind over what I saw, which, which we'll get to coming up in just a bit. But allow me to take care of the great people yes. of Geico before you yes. talk about yourself. Yes. Uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We have a busy show tonight. We're going to get you ready as only the stinking genius can for the World Cup finals, semifinals, and finals. I mean, when you think soccer insider, Arnie, I mean, That's come me. on. The picks, yeah. the picks have been dead on oh, so far yeah. in this world. I, I, I've been in soccer insider now for about three weeks, and I've, I've just been fantastic. I, I have to go ahead and even pat myself on the back. It's got to feel good. Oh, it does, um, yes. I have a story uh, that we'll get to from Pennsylvania 
about a couple who decided that they needed to kill fireflies because they thought they were aliens. That yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who hasn't, who hasn't had that problem? So Happens to the best of us. Of course, of course. And, and Artie gave me homework this week, guys. Eric, Bobo, DeSager, you'll be impressed with the work I put into this. But uh, the big lead, loved them some lists, had a rundown of the best values from a contractual perspective in the NFL heading into 2018. Yeah, I didn't want to Arnie's... send you that. I shouldn't have sent you that. You shouldn't have because no, I think no. you probably forgot you even yeah. sent it to me. Right, but... and now you're going to geek out. And then I made the big mistake of right before the show I saw a list of like the best college football conferences and you, you lost me that your too? marbles. Oh, we'll, we'll get that. Well, this is the list season. <laughs> and we, we don't do the Mount Rushmore's around here. But Who we're doesn't definitely, love a list? <laughs> we're definitely list uh, junkies. But you said, hey, come up with the biggest, I guess you could say, Succubuses on the old contractual situation in the NFL. The least, uh, I guess you could just say, uh, who are the most overpaid? You talk about the best values, who are the worst values in the NFL? I've got my own list that we'll get to coming up later on in the show. Plus, as Arnie mentioned, we've got conference talk in college football. As always, we love to hear from you throughout the night at Stinking Genius One. That's Arnie. If you ever want to truly truly take over the show, all you have to do is tweet at Arnie. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a shiny flashlight to a kitty. You, boom. He just yeah. flocks right to it. So like a little red light, and then I don't pay attention to the plank at all. And then he says something to me. I go, uh... What? Uh, what just happened? What did you say? You, what did you say? You can implode the whole show. Yeah, exactly. At Stinkin' Genius 1. S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. I'm at Plank Show. But we gotta start with something, Arnie. Yeah, yeah. That I don't, I don't know if I'm, if I'm missing a storyline somewhere. I don't know if there's a narrative that's playing out that I'm not hip to. I mean, I'm a little older. I'm stuck here in the Midwest, so so maybe I'm missing some outrage. But why would anyone be mad about LeBron James coming to the Los Angeles Lakers? And why would there be a, boy, that whole $300 bounty? <laughs> Ooh, I mean, you talk about paying some bills there. Woo! But why would anyone want to deface a mural of what might be the best thing to happen to the Lakers yeah. in the better part of the last six, seven years. Well, tell everybody what, the story first. From? Yeah, first tell everybody the story, what exactly, because I don't know if everybody around the country heard about the, uh, do I call it a bounty? Is this now Bounty Gate? I, I don't even know what to call it there, Chris. <sighs> I, I, Laker I Gate? Uh, LeBron Gate? I, I don't know what it is. Twi- Twitter Gate, maybe No, it's got to be LeBron Gate, yeah. Okay, LeBron Gate, because everything in sports has to have a of gate course. attached to it. There was a mural, uh, uh, an incredibly well-put-together mural uh, painted on Lincoln Boulevard, right now, far from Venice Beach, where I like to hang out shirtless. I just want to throw that out there. Which is now, I, I think, yeah. helping y'all with whatever you had for dinner tonight. <laughs> but it was a mural showing LeBron in a Lakers uniform and calling him the King of LA. It went up yeah. right outside as Arnie laid out a barbecue joint in Venice, Texas. Uh, Venice uh, Beach, excuse yeah. me. There was a fan on Twitter who called himself the unofficial spokesperson for the Laker fan base. Now, if you give yourself that title, kudos. But again, you are giving yourself that title. Offered $300 cash reward Big spender. For, for the vandalization of the mural. And I guess when someone questioned him, uh, questioned him on it, he basically said that, hey, uh, no murals until he wins a title in L.A., which again... Is just, I- I'm sorry, I didn't know we had rules for painting murals. There's a damn mural of Steven Adams up in Oklahoma City. I don't think anyone's going to go deface it because he hasn't won a title. But I digress. Someone took him up on the offer. and Oh, more than three people took him up on the offer from what I heard. 
More than one. Okay, yeah. three then. The one I saw was uh, yellow spray paint that says, we don't want you, uh-huh. LaFraud, and three and six as a reference to LeBron's right. okay, career I, I felt finals one more, record. I thought the three and six was a, another person that did it. So. It might be. It yeah, might be yeah. because there's also no king that's painted on there as well, too. Uh, a user on Twitter actually took credit for the vandalism, posted video of the proof, and asked for the $300 reward oh before deleting their account. Which what again, a knucklehead. Not probably smart to put that evidence out there, but again, I, I this dude offered up someone to vandalize a wall, so I hope you actually pay out for it. But again, I mean, I... I don't understand, Arnie. Maybe I'm short-sighted. Maybe I think a mural has to be earned, not given. But is this the dumbest thing that we've ever... There is no backlash to this, right? There can't possibly be anger amongst the Laker fan base about LeBron coming. This is idiocy, right? Please tell me that. You know, we we, we joke around about it, but really, I mean, first of all, why would you do that to hurt the the painter, the artist? I mean, to, to do that to their work. Second of all... What is the big deal? What's going on here? You know, I heard Kobe on uh, with uh, 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 Doug Gottlieb and, and, and Jason Smith. And, he, you know, he he was great. He, there's no animosity between him and LeBron and, you know, whose team and who owns L.A. And I never even heard of such a thing, why this is going on and why, why this is even Laker fans. Laker fans are the ones complaining, is it a Kobe, always be a Kobe team? Will LeBron take it over? I, I mean, it's it's pure stupidity like i i never even heard of such a thing like you said so for them to even you know contemplate and debate this uh, all over sports radio in los angeles is ridiculous to begin with chris i just can't fathom this is going on i mean this is just it blows my mind and maybe maybe i'm as eddie murphy once said and i don't remember if it was delirious or raw if you give a starving person a cracker, they'll eat it like it's the greatest thing they've ever had in their life. He makes them out. Well, is that a saltine? That's a great yeah. cracker. I think it maybe, is raw. I think it is raw. Go maybe that's me now as a Laker fan, that it's it's been a while. Now, granted, eight years, still, it's been a while since this team was relevant in a championship conversation when they won back-to-back in 2010 when they had beaten Boston and won the previous year. But, Arnie, it, just let, let me lay out a couple of numbers just just quickly, and we can yeah. move on from this. And hopefully this is a, hey, how about that? And maybe it's not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. But I just want to make this real clear. The Lakers have won more than 30 games one time in the last five seasons, and that was 35 wins this year. Trust They've the process, won- Chris. Trust the process. Well, the process wasn't very much <laughs> a, a, a positive move in the right direction on the graph. There was 27 wins, 21 wins, 17 wins, 26, and 35. During those five seasons in which the Lakers were mired in last place, not only consistently in the lottery, but around the top three picks in the draft, LeBron James in those five seasons won 68 playoff games. You heard me right, 68 playoff games, which is more than about the last two seasons combined for the Lakers, and it's more than the first three seasons during that five-year run for the Lakers. So are you morons? I mean, I don't think anyone sitting around worried about getting credit. I think people want to see teams improve. And if you're worried about whether or not there's going to be a title about King of LA or what, this is just, 
I'm sorry, but it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And if this dude is the unofficial leader of the fans, then yeah. he needs to be well, unofficially you, fired. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you in my life. You have to understand, too, there's a lot of knuckleheads that probably you wanted to face the mural, and they don't even care about basketball, the Lakers, Cleveland, LeBron, or Kobe, or anything like that. Just a bunch of knuckleheads that are that are doing it. I've actually, uh, we put it up on the uh, Facebook, on Twitter, uh, on Fox Sports Radio, so I'll retweet that out. But, you know, just to see them do something to a work of art like that, because it was, I mean, it was a beautiful mural. Not what I don't know if they could touch it up or if they do it all over again, but I mean, it's really BS. They're gonna have to have a security guard around that thing. LeBron James, Arnie, won more playoff games in the last five years than the Lakers won total games during oh. this five-year stretch in the first. Three years combined. Why? I mean, listen. The, I understand that you're looking yeah. at it from a pure. Well, art, the, the, well, the same guy that vandalized it would be the same guy cheering for LeBron once they start winning games and going to an NBA championship. Oh my gosh! I just, I, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I don't, I don't understand anger. If you want to be. Uh, I even had a problem with the way Thunder fans acted when Kevin Durant left. I have a problem whenever you're out burning jerseys. You know, this is the eight-year anniversary of the decision. Did you know that? It was eight years ago. No, I didn't know that. On this day when LeBron James came out and said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Eight years ago. Today. I didn't have a problem when he did that. I mean, most of these guys gave their franchises plenty of years. And yet, here's a dude that finally decided to go to a place where 35 wins last year when he won 50 and made it to the NBA Finals. But, uh, hey, you're I'm going to You're taking it more personal. You see, you're t- because the people that are tweeting in are like, lock them up, you know, more of a work of art. You're taking <laughs> it more personal, like like they've defaced LeBron himself or something like that. Well, no, here's yeah. – I guess maybe it's – Maybe this is one of those situations where I just need to have a little conversation in the mirror where I realize that some people (laughs) haven't really paid attention the last five years. I guess they don't really understand what has happened. You, You joke about trusting the process. Maybe you haven't really watched the games. I have. I remember dumping it down low to Robert Sacre to get a big bucket. <laughs> I remember those moments where you're just keeping your fingers crossed that Brooke Lopez can knock down a wow. shot. I mean, come on. It's a whole new era in Laker basketball. And sure, it's a franchise that expects success. But my God, Arnie, I mean, to have this kind of attitude over a stupid mural and a dude that basically went to a free agent situation that over these last five years – Everybody has said no to. It makes zero sense to me. I, again, Wait, can I'm I, can not I, saying. I, and I'm sorry to jump in because I just saw that again. I'll, I'll bring the show to a grinding halt. You know what? Someone that tweeted means. at you. Yeah, there I mean, somebody tweeted, tweeted at, at me. Stinking right. genius. As a guy who's grown up in Southern California and coached high school basketball here for the past 14 years, I want nothing to do with LeBron coming here. It has nothing to do with Kobe. And then he, I, I, then what does it have to do? If it has nothing to do with Kobe, what does it have to do with then, Chris? Is that guy being serious right now? Yeah, I mean, are, 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 that's are what you, I read. That's, yeah, Pumpkin King Chad. 22, are yeah. you really being serious he right is. now? Yeah, he's being – why wouldn't he – that's a serious tweet. I, okay. <sighs> I just – why don't you want better players on your team? Why would anyone come out – that'd be like a <laughs> – I don't want Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback, Arnie. Uh-uh, he can go do his own thing. Get Aaron Rodgers out of here. Do you know who I don't in, want you on my baseball he, yeah. team? I don't want Clayton Kershaw. Get him. I mean, well, unless you, you're I, thinking he's like a Peyton Manning where at the end of his career people go, I don't want Peyton Manning on my team. He's old and washed up. I, do people think LeBron's going to be old and washed up? I don't know. 
877-99 on Fox if you want to jump in on this. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter if you want to bring the show to a grinding halt. Tweet at Stinkin' Genius. That's at Stinkin' Genius 1. S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. At Plank Show. This is more than just about defacing a mural. This is about apparently this narrative that's playing out that that LeBron James isn't welcome in L.A. Are we crazy? All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, the NBA has stolen a lot of the offseason conversations from from the NFL, and maybe for good reason. But we have some football news to get to, including maybe some positive notes for New York Jets fans. We'll do it next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. I guess this is a real thing. I'll explain in moments. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Plus, i got to make Jets fans happy. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more at car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free red quote. Okay, so... Oh, they're uh, ripping us. They're ripping us. Again, I I don't know why or how. Joseph, who seems like a very sharp dude. Yeah. Joseph underscore Rhodes, right? So Saban retires from Bama. A few years later... They hire Pete Carroll, and someone paints a mural calling him king. You don't think some Bama fans might deface it? You don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, I, I don't think you understand. That is, I don't a think good, you understand. that is a good point, though. That is a good no, point. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's yes, an yes, awful it yes, Arnie, Arnie, it's an awful point, and here's why. Wow! If Nick Saban has two bad, ge- uh, two bad years, they're ready to fire him, okay? And I appreciate you trying to understand SEC football, Joe. But you have no clue because if Nick Saban were to have a run like Kobe Bryant did down the stretch of his career, you would probably have Bama fans actually putting up the statue of the coach who's going to replace him. Is he going to miss the playoffs for six years and finish dead last in the SEC? Then, yeah, I don't have a problem with anyone putting up a mural. This isn't a – I thought I – I also, by the way, on Twitter, coming, I thought this was a great point. Go ahead, Arnie. But, well, coming from a guy who lives in the city where they had to shut down the Kevin Durant restaurant, right? Is that yeah, what – Yeah, which is still the <laughs> dumbest thing in the history of mankind. I mean, you talk about uh, – in, in, I mean, they're still gotcha. salty. Everything that DeMar – got me. What, what do you mean by that? I just it's, – it's reality. It's just you have to understand that they don't care. You, you, are you saying you agree with that? So you no, agree? I, I, I see that point a little bit, though. I, I see exactly what he's saying. He made me think of that. You know, the Natty Natural uh, uh, tweets him, is there anything better than listening to two middle-aged white guys from the Burbs? Well, first of all, I take exception to – middle-aged, white, and pervs, but that's beside the point, about a LeBron mural and graffiti. Something tells me neither one of you would go in that neighborhood to see the mural, and you open your show with this. First of all, it's not even a bad neighborhood. It's it's Venice Beach. What's he talking about? I don't even know why why he thinks that's a bad neighborhood all of a sudden. That's ridiculous. No, no, I got to go back to this. You see this moron's point on the (laughs) S. Have you watched SEC football? I'm sorry, Arnie, but you can't see that. You know what? I'm, I'm moving on. I like this uh, point that was actually made by, I believe it was what, uh, Dr. D on Twitter, who had laid out what I think most people need to either embrace or truly understand. Because I, I don't think LeBron James is coming here to try to be the bad guy. He's not coming here to try to be evil, which I don't get. David writes, LeBron hasn't come to L.A. to take our legacy from us. He's here to add to it. Right. He may be the king of L.A. today, but he wasn't the king yesterday, and he won't be the king tomorrow. People need to appreciate, enjoy, and chill. That sh- should say people need to appreciate, enjoy, and chill. I guess I just 
I, I don't understand any animosity. No, but, so, but I mean, if it was up to you, um, right next to this Shaq and Kobe and Kareem uh, statues, you'd have a LeBron statue, right? Okay. Wait, wait. Boy, you are really going from zero to one hundred over yeah. a mural no, on a barbecue wall. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me jump in here. Yes, as yes. A, go as ahead, a Kobe Bobo. fan. So, as a Kobe fan, it just the fact that LeBron James comes in, and I can see where they're coming from. That you have LeBron James coming in, who's kind of been like an arch enemy of the Lakers, because for a lot of Kobe fans and Laker fans, Kobe's Kobe Bryant has been looked over as far as being considered one of the goats. When you talk the category of goat. There's two people that are brought up. It's Kobe, I mean, it's Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Kobe Bryant is nowhere in that category at all. At all. And you know that, uh, Chris. Like, nobody considers Kobe one of the GOATs. Yet Kobe has five rings, got an MVP, got finals MVP, and was robbed from MVP a couple of times. Let's not bring up the fact that Steve Nash beat him one year when his numbers were horrible. Anyway, now, (laughs) as coming from your point of view, I understand as a Lakers fan, yo, we got LeBron James. We now have a chance to be, as a franchise, to be considered great again. We now have a chance to make the playoffs, which we haven't made in, what, like five years? Yep. And we have a chance to actually have a, a above 500 season. So as a fan, it's exciting. But as a Kobe fan, it's like, yo, but you guys are not paying attention to the fact that Kobe is this is still Kobe's home like this is still Kobe and now the fact that LeBron's coming people want to just completely bypass the fact that Kobe Bryant ever played for the Lakers well I guess you guys forget that Kobe wasn't even drafted as a Laker but that's beside the point it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter of course he never but he never put on a Charlotte uniform (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't again I just guess for for me personally anytime you go out and get a player that's really good and comes in and is going to make your team better Complaining about that makes no sense to me. Outside of maybe the city that lost him, it just doesn't. Have make you ever any heard in me. any sport where a guy was coming in to make the team better that was really, really good and got such uh, not uh, I'm not going to say overall, but got some negative feedback like, oh no, no, no. Like, I mean, unless he had a bad attitude or was a cancer in the locker room or clubhouse, which LeBron isn't. I've never really understood. I I, I can't think of another guy that's joined the team where people are like, no, 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 we can't have him. No way, you know. I just I can't I can't fathom I can't fathom this is going on right now. You know, so you're a Laker fan, so it's your Laker buddies out there doing all this. This just doesn't make any sense. I mean, of all the things that I thought would be conversation pieces tonight, I thought, and we're going to get to it, Kawhi Leonard. I thought, yeah. what's going on there in that mess? He's hiding from of, everybody. Don't don't say that. Uh, uh, <laughs> allegedly, Chris Broussard says that's BS. Uh, oh, like, the, I wanted to believe it. Come on. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys still being in play for Earl Thomas. The possibility of 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 maybe us getting a little bit carried away with lists, but. This is this is really um, this is really happening here tonight. I, and by the way, Bill hits hits us up and absolutely makes the best point in the yeah. world. He says, "Why not make Raider fans happy instead of Laker fans, Chris?" I think you're right. I don't think I can win this. I still can't fathom that that anyone would try to make a comparison to a Nick Saban mural off a painting on the side of a wall of a barbecue restaurant in Venice. I just. <laughs> Mind blown by what are allegedly smart people out there tonight. We tried to explain it in your language, Chris. SEC college football. That's what you understand. Well, obviously, we are speaking some incredibly different languages. All right. Hey, with with that said, I I promised some Jets talk here. Let's get it in. Tons of stuff on on Twitter. Keep it coming. We'll get to it at Plank Show at Stinking Genius 1. But, Arnie, I loved what Josh McCown had to say because – 
Uh, I, I honestly think everyone's getting set up for the huge letdown with a guy like Sam Darnold. And I love Darnold to death. Wow. But listen, I, my, my, my most listened to show on Fox Sports Radio, outside of hours, because I'm sitting in here for two hours, of course. Is, is probably the Jason Smith show with okay. Michael Harmon. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if, if I could really handle what's going to happen if Sam Darnold fails. To Jason Smith, I, I worry about his well being. I worry about his health. Well, I you wor- know, I laugh I, at people that have the uh, teams real bad, so I, I enjoy stuff like that because all your teams are great. So yeah. you're able to sit on your mighty perch and just kind of laugh at them. Josh McCown said this, and again, Josh McCown is kind of their stable guy right now. He's the guy that's been in the league for a little bit and is going to allegedly start the season why Darnold gets better and and improves or, I guess, grasps the NFL system. Here's what McCown said, quote, With Sam, we have the right guy. He's wired the right way. He loves the game. He asks the right questions, and he's willing to work. That's the foundation. You have to have that. So, in, in an era where most of the news from some of the rookie quarterbacks hasn't necessarily been great, uh, Baker's had a couple bad practices, so we lose our minds about that. Uh, Rosen was slow to learn a few things. I guess they're all gushing about Josh Allen. But Arnie, baby steps maybe to sleeping on Darnold, being a guy that starts the season for the Jets potentially? Well, is it going to be baby steps for all of them? I mean, how many quarterbacks? Look, look at Troy Aikman. What did he come in and do in his first year? I mean, it was it was horrible. What were they like one in fifteen or something like that? It was it was disgusting. Even Dan Marino didn't get off to such a great start. They had to use him like midway through the season. So yeah, no matter who the quarterback is, even if they've gone in to be one of the best and and you know uh, a Hall of Famer, it's always tough at the beginning. And what makes you think that it wasn't going to be tough for these guys at the beginning? I just. I think sometimes we set these unrealistic expectations, especially for guys taken pretty high in the draft, right? You expect them to come in right away and just everything's going to click. And, and again, um, I already hear the victory parade being planned weeknights here on Fox Sports Radio with Jason and Michael. I just now feel a little bit better about the long-term health of our evening host here on Fox Sports Radio. I played the Laker all parade, the news by is the good way. for the Jets. I want you to yeah, know you I played, did. yeah. And as soon as you planned them, DeMarcus yeah. Cousins signed with the Warriors. On well, him, yeah, so. you don't really need him anyway. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, you're all fired up. Let's get to Twitter. But first, he's got an update on everything going on in the world of sports. He is Steve DeSeco. What's going on, Steve? Good evening. And, Artie, uh, I looked it up. Troy Aikman was winless his first year with oh, the Oh, I, I said, what, what were they, 0-16? And they would have been bad the year before to get him number one, but they were still bad his rookie year. And oh. Peyton Manning his first year, he was also awful. They both, Aikman and Manning, started out with a ton of interceptions. I think Peyton Manning only had, like, two playoff wins and it was like for seven years or something like that. Well, but the whole regular season, his rookie year, when he played every game as the number one pick, 3-13, yeah. and 13, and then the next 200 games with the Colts, he won 140 out of the 200, roughly. <laughs> so, you know, give it a little time. Uh, we have plenty of NBA news to pass along for this Sunday night. The Bulls matched an offer sheet to keep Zach Levine. Sacramento had offered four years, nearly $80 million. He only played 24 games last year, coming back from a torn ACL. Center Brooke Lopez reached a one-year agreement with Milwaukee for three and a half mil. He'd averaged 13 points a game his only season as a Laker. Center Zazia Pachulia agreed to a one-year deal with the Pistons. He didn't start a game in the postseason this year for Golden State. Guard Chris Paul officially 
re-signed with Houston. And Woj ESPN reporting that the Spurs declined to match Kyle Anderson's offer sheet. He'll go to Memphis four years, $37 million. The Sunday night ball game was in Anaheim. The Angels were down 3 nothing early on a Yasiel Puig homer. Angels win 4-3 over the Dodgers. Shohei Otani, a pinch homer for the lead in the seventh. Saw that one. Puig left with an injury tonight, strained oblique at the plate, and likely will go on the disabled list. The Dodgers are still one game back of Arizona for first place in the NL West. Diamondbacks lost at home in 16 innings to San Diego, 4-3. San Francisco a 13-8 winner over St. Louis. Pablo Sandoval, a homer and five RBIs. And at Seattle, five RBIs for Ryan Healy in a 6-4 Mariner win against Colorado. Edwin Diaz, the closer for the M's this year, his 35th save, and he was added to the All-Star team as the rosters came out tonight. Finally, in golf, first player in LPGA Tour history to go lower than 30 under par for a tournament. Say Young Kim dominated in Wisconsin. In fact, she finished at 31 under, 31 birdies for the weekend. And at the PGA event... Kevin Na, the winner at the Greenbrier by five strokes. Bubba Watson fell to a tie for 13th. Phil Mickelson shot 74 today, including a two-stroke penalty. Actually assessed himself this time. He tied for 65th place. And the World Cup is off until Tuesday's semifinal. There's a Wednesday semifinal with England as well. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. To sit here as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. You know, I may get fired for this, Chris, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I just heard the Sager say, what, the, the, the golf, uh, the, the women's golf, what, minus 31, 31 birdies? I mean, incredible scores. Could you imagine if that was the men's? We'd get no buzz whatsoever, but when the course is bad, that's all we talk about. It goes to show you we want courses that are bad, not courses that are great. Didn't even know that somebody could shoot a minus 31, couldn't even care less. You like that? You like the way I tied that in there, huh? I I didn't even know there was golf going on this weekend, to be honest with you. I just knew that there was. Work with me. I just knew that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods were going to play for $10 million and that Phil tried to cheat again today. That's all I knew from golf today. Yeah, he did. He got that penalty. Yeah. I, I did learn something, though, uh, from what you and DeSager just talked about. Why well, you got a hit on golf, Arnie? But, uh, yeah, that's what I know. Because nobody else is liking it, so somebody's Well, you know, well, let's get back to fighting about yeah. this. Hey, can I, let me pose this just real quick Yeah. Be, before we move on, because we have football to get to tonight. Uh, we got a lot of other things. I, if I were a baseball fan, I would be so mad at us right now because, boy, nothing fires up people like all-star outrage, which, uh, by the way, we won't get to on the show tonight. So if you're tuning in for that, uh, I want to wait till Big Ben comes oh, on. I love All Star Outrage, uh, but I just here's here's what's funny to me: a conversation about trying to understand disappointment from a fan base with a guy coming in, and uh, dude is right. I I am just in absolute disbelief that this is a take from a fan base, specifically the Lakers. And then you want to get into some sort of semantics conversation about, well, if they crown him a king, nobody's crowning anyone a king. It's a stupid mural outside of a barbecue restaurant. Wow, but what stupid. cracks me? It's a nice mural. Relax it's, a, it's a nice mural, but as far as debate topics, it's stupid. Yeah. But here's what I don't get, Arnie. Yeah. How does this then develop into a fight about – where Kobe is in the pan, and, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone here, but a, a Kobe versus LeBron, or then at some point I'm sure someone's going to bring up Michael Jordan. 
How does this conversation about not being excited about the NBA season or grateful to have the opportunity to watch one of the GOATs play on your team, how does that then turn into a debate or a conversation about who's actually better than the other guy? I mean, Well, because Kobe's always held the title of the best Laker. You know what I mean? So I think that's what uh, people are getting all defensive about. Please don't get started on that. What, better than Magic? Better than Kareem? Better than Shaq? Um, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so that's why that's why people are getting a little defensive on that, Chris. Well, and by the way, I have to laugh at this because uh, it might be the tweet of the night, which will get us to some uh, college football chat. Uh, Tommy Morrison checking in yeah. on Twitter tonight. Got to love that. If you look at the current talent, I think it's more likely LeBron and the Lakers lose in the first round of the NBA playoffs than win the title. And then he adds... I'd like to cut through the noise tonight and go ahead and congratulate the Golden State Warriors on their fourth title in five years. You know, I was digging a little bit. The Warriors won their first title in that 2014-2015 season, and they had I think they had been knocked out of the first round of the playoffs the year before. I think they were beaten like either by the Clippers or the Rockets in the first year. And I just went back because I, I know it's a little bit of a different world because they've been to the finals four straight years. They've won three of the last four. But you know heading into that 14-15 season where they were projected by Bleacher Report to finish, they were projected as the next-to-last team in the playoffs in the Western Conference. They were projected as the seventh-best team in the West, and they went on to win and basically start a dynasty. So, I mean, again, I'm not trying to tell you that the team that's projected to be the seventh best team in the West this year is going to go win a title. But, again, I'm, there might be that team out there right now. We automatically just assume. And the Lakers, th- Lakers are the third best team according to Vegas, right? Right, you're right. I fall yeah. into this trap a lot to where I say, listen, nothing bad has happened to the Warriors this offseason. But, man, I, I keep going back to the conversations after the finals and how it appeared as if there were some some bumps during the season, Arnie. There were a few emotional ruts that they went through. you telling me they're going to keep those smooth whenever you add Boogie Cousins to the mix and you change a little bit of the, di- the dynamic of your locker room? I know they're not rushing him back or anything. Yeah, but what is still. Boogie Cousins going to be putting up negative points? I, I mean, I don't understand. The, without Boogie, they're going to be a great team now. Uh, they added him, all of a sudden they're going to lose, like, what, five extra games? I don't understand the rationale. No, no, no. no. I, listen, yeah. they already lost five extra games from the year before. But I'm just laying out from the – gosh, I've used narrative a thousand times. The buzz that had come out, what David West said, what a couple of other guys said. Even their owner came out and talked about how challenging of a year it was and how things we'll never know and things they'll never talk about. I mean, I, I get it that a lot of those fingers were pointed maybe something that Durant was struggling with. I don't know, Arnie. But, I mean, you smooth that out and you get another malcontent in that locker room. Wow. That, come on, what's been the reputation See, this, of DeMarcus Cousins? This is Cousins? why Steve Kerr doesn't call into the show. Because you go ahead and sabotage it. Now, if I'm Kerr and I'm listening to this, I'm like, no way I'm going to call in. Even if Artie is my best friend from high school, <laughs> no way I'm calling in now. I think your proclamation yeah. that you beat him in one-on-one yeah. might be the bigger concern for uh, him calling in. But se- but seriously, yeah. ser- that that's really our only hope, I think, more than anything else, is that whatever issues that seem to kind of persevere through that locker room early on, that they they grow with a guy like Cousins. Now, I'm, I'm not rooting against Golden State. I dig greatness. I want to see them at their best, but I mean, I'm not by, one of by these the way, guys that, is that kind of a, rubber stamps it. 
that is a slap in the face to Steve Kerr, who's done a great job. I mean, think about the egos he's had to coach right now with Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. I mean, even Steph Curry, who could have a bad attitude if he wanted to, doesn't. Um, and even Clay. So I think uh, Kerr's done a phenomenal job with the team. Boy, you really kind of change with the wind when it comes no, to Steve Kerr. No, I'm just Curry being honest. i got to tell you the truth there, mister. Well, let me throw lie. one more thing I at can't you. always go, go Oklahoma, go Oklahoma. But you sure can't say go Arizona, yes, go I Arizona. Right. I, I could do that. Yes, oh, I my can, gosh. Yeah. You tried to just paint yourself as some sort of objective yes, opinion maker. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, before we go to break, let, let me add one more thing to this, Arnie. Uh, yes. Just uh, And, again, I'm not trying to – I don't want to make anyone at the game mad. Love you guys. But start thinking about, too, not just what a personality like DeMarcus Cousins might do, but you're also looking at – free agency looming for someone like Clay Thompson. You're also looking at Draymond Green's kind. I think what would he be a restricted free agent? Oh, Clay's going to the year? Lakers. Clay's going to the Lakers for sure. Uh, that's, well, I, I can mean, feel that. And again, I don't believe the salary cap really exists, so we can keep right. giving them every player because it doesn't exist. So uh, th- there's a lot of things that as you start looking at next season for the NBA and everyone just hands the Warriors the trophy, sure, they're the defending champs. Yes, it's hard to slow down Kevin Durant, but it might not be an on-the-court thing that slows this team down. Oh, I will say this, too. How egos play. Kevin Durant will not retire a Golden State Warrior. That I promise you. That, that I'll bet every dime I have in the world. Uh, I would give him another two, uh, probably two years, and then uh, maybe three, and then he'll be gone. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, let's parse through all the Kawhi information, then we'll spend our final hour going all in on college football. And I put together a list. I made a list for the show. We'll dive into it headfirst tonight with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. We welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, Steve DeSager. We'll get you caught up on everything that's going on. We've got to spend some time, though, tonight, guys, on this Kawhi stuff. Arnie, are you, are you buying quickly that he actually hid? From the Spurs, or I want to believe it. I I do do want, yeah, I do kind of believe it, and I want to believe it. I think it's, I think it just goes into the whole mantra, the whole story. I can totally see in that happen. We're not hiding, but you know, not hiding in his house, but hiding out in the gym. They come to want to watch him work out, and they go ahead and, and run him from one gym into another. Nobody knows where to find them. I, it's like a bad comedy. I'd love to see something like that. Yeah, it would be good. DeSager, what you got tonight? Well, let's start with hoops since the Rockets beat Golden State tonight, people. A little late. It was summer league. Game Sorry. Over. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, your Knicks, Kevin Knox, had another 19 points. Yeah. They did lose to the Jazz. And Atlanta Hawks first round rookie, Trey Young, they acquired on draft night from Oklahoma. Nine scoreless minutes and left with a bruised quad in the loss Ooh. to Portland. Lakers, Knicks, NBA championship next season. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I already right. asked for the time off so I can go to the games. <laughs> We've asked for time off on your behalf many times. Yes. And have not gotten a positive <laughs> wow. answer. Lakers first rounder Mo Wagner, one for nine shooting in the yeah. first half. He's now two for 11 from the floor. Horrible. It's the third quarter. It's mid-third quarter, and the score's only 39-35. Lakers over the Bulls in a late game tonight. 
for Sacramento, Justin <laughs> so Jackson bad. from the North Carolina Tar Heels had 28 points. They lost to the Clippers. A reminder, the World Cup continues on Fox TV. They've got the rest of the tournaments. Tuesday semifinal, Belgium against France. The only two top 10 ranked teams still in the tournament. 2 p.m. Eastern time Tuesday on Fox TV. And then 2 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, England against Croatia. Next week, the third place game Saturday is early morning and the Sunday final is early morning, 11 a.m. Eastern for the what final. What a bummer. Remember they used to do that in the NCAA tournament have a third place game? Who'd want to play in that? They did used to have a third place yeah. game. People don't know that when you got the trip to the yeah. final four, it guaranteed you, I mean, even through the late 70s. I remember once there was, of course, the network wouldn't televise the third place game, <laughs> but once the third place game went so long, yeah. they were wondering if it was still going to be going when the network went on the air for the game everybody was actually going to tune in for that night. Uh, Anyway, the uh, starters for the baseball all-star game are out. How about this American League outfielder, Mookie Betts of Boston, batting about 340. Mike Trout of the Angels, seven full seasons, seven all-star appearances, and Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Also from Boston, starting at DH, J.D. Martinez. The American League infield, first base from the White Sox, Jose Abreu. The most votes went to Jose Altuve, second baseman of Houston. Shortstop from the Orioles, at least Manny Machado is still playing for the Orioles for now. He's starting at shortstop. Third base, Cleveland's Jose Ramirez. And we had a game at Arizona today that went 16 innings. San Diego won 4-3, the go-ahead home run from Will Myers, who hit three home runs last night, and they still lost 20-5. to That's the Padres. Anyway, today he's coming to bat in the 16th inning with two outs because the pitcher got the first two outs. The pitcher in the uh, 16th inning for Arizona was the guy who started at catcher. They ran out of pitchers. So their 10th pitcher of the day, they just had the catcher become the pitcher. He gets a couple outs, and then he gets what looks like ball four on Will Myers. They say, no, 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 it's ball three. Come back here. And then he hits a home run, and the Padres win four to three. Over 500 pitches thrown in that game today. It was five and a half hours, 16 innings, the equivalent of almost two full games. The Padres closer, Brad Hand, who was named to the all-star team while the game was still going on, he got the win. He threw two innings. Other National League relievers named to the all-star team, Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers. Yep. Washington's Sean Doolittle in the games in D.C. The game's on Fox TV a week from Tuesday. By the way, Bryce Harper of Washington will start. A lot of homers, but batting under 220. Matt oh, he's Kent horrible. Is and he, in wants, the what, he wants $40 million a year next year. Good luck on that. Yeah, good luck on that. Yeah. Uh, I, this is not a good, what, what do they say, yeah. contract year. Usually uh, I, people I, I, perform yeah. better when you go. No, maybe not. Uh, National League <laughs> starting pitchers to choose from. Jacob deGrom, John Lester, Max Scherzer with the game in Washington, I assume, will get the nod. The only one Philly that's in the game, Aaron Nola, having a great year as a starting pitcher. Philly lost today 4-1 at Pittsburgh, but Atlanta lost 10-3 at Milwaukee. So the Phillies and Braves still tied for first in the NL East. Who had that? Meanwhile, Milwaukee with the win, but the Cubs won on a 10th inning bases-loaded walk, 6-5 over the Reds. Brewers are first in the NL Central, game and a half ahead of the Chicago Cubs. And like clockwork, Milwaukee placed Ryan Braun back on the disabled list with a strain back. Uh, we have the Yankees rookie, maybe rookie of the year this year, Glabar Torres being named as an all-star reserve, although he is injured. Keep in mind that are, there are always replacements coming up. So the, I want him traded to the Mets when we give up one of our pitchers. Oh, yeah, to that'll the happen. Yeah, well, wait, 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 wait. We're giving up a, a premium It's value yet. for value. I get it. They're not going to trade yeah. the rookie oh, of the year candidate. And the, the Rays pitcher, Blake Snell, leading the league in ERA, not named to an all-star team. 
yet. Uh, again, there will be injuries and replacements, no doubt, over the next week. 1981 was the last time the men's basketball tournament held a consolation wow. third place game when Virginia beat LSU 78-74. to Things you learn late night on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we've got some college football talk next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Hour number two. Yep. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, Chris, I'm, I'm sorry to jump in here. I just If you could not be so selfish just for one second and not talk about yourself so I can congratulate Brady Quinn and his lovely wife on their new addition to their family. Tegan Quinn uh, is the new addition, baby Tegan. Uh, so congratulations. I heard if it was a boy, it was going to be Arnold Quinn. So I... Was uh, oh, very excited about. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Arnie, man. No, Arnold would have been a good name. So Arnold Quinn. I'm surprised they didn't use like a football name, like oh, stop, like like uh, like a uh, fighting Irish Quinn or South Bend <laughs> Quinn or you know something like that. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a great name. What? Well, you got- I, I named my kid Shea for Shea Stadium, and if it was a girl, it would have been Madison for Madison Square Garden. Do you realize? Do <laughs> you realize what would happen to me if I tried to name any of my three children after a sporting event? You mean like, barely... like Sooner Plank or something? Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> let's see. My four-year-old was, yeah, yeah. So my four-year-old could have easily had been Boomer, right? I mean, oh, come on. What a absolutely, name. yeah. But unfortunately, I was Not even a middle cool. name? Your wife wouldn't even give you the middle no! name? No, are you serious? Middle names I are got... useless. I mean, mine's Elliot. What am I going to do with that for crying out loud? I'd rather have a cool middle name. Yeah, and I'm not floating around going by George. Hey, Pulse, welcome to the uh, George and Elliot show. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, your name is Elliot. You were no longer Elliot not Spanier. Your, yeah. how, how about this going through high school? Arnold Elliot. Yeah. Oh, good Ooh. luck of me trying to get a girlfriend. You were an Dude, ET. That, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. And my uh, mine was George Christopher. So that was there was no nickname. I mean, we don't, we don't have a fake name here. Do Ooh. people still do that in radio? There's no fake names around here. No, so yeah, no, George no. Christopher didn't work. But yeah, I Tegan, wish I had a sports name like Storm Spanier or something like Storm <laughs> change Davis. It. Come on, Arnie. It's time to uh, it's time to change your whole. I, image. I will Go take. By Storm. I'll, I'll take requests on Twitter. What should I change my name to? Um, <laughs> That's dangerous. Arizona yeah, Wildcat Spaniard, Arizona Spaniard. Yeah, you could go, but you know, people have names like, remember, like Cincinnati and stuff like that. Uh, Indiana, that you know, when you play poker. <laughs> you know what I will say? Uh, we need to put the Mount Rushmore of potential names for Arnie on a Twitter poll, and then we would reach peak run out of things to talk about season in Fox, uh, in sports radio. That would that would be the, the, the peak moment right there. Uh, did I mention that we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And, yes, congratulations to Brady and his wife, a healthy, beautiful baby girl. So kudos to them. And yes. uh, goodbye sleep for a couple of weeks for Brady Quinn. Still think Arnold is a middle name. Good fit. Tegan, uh, Arnold. You, Quinn. you can work that one out yeah, with yeah. Uh, with Brady. So, okay, never know. As as we speak, as we push past midnight on the Eastern and Central time zones, we are now forty seven days away from the start of the college football season. Oh. Many people know this, but the college football season actually has a handful of games in the last Saturday in August. Now. 
we are 54 games, uh, 54 days away from what everyone's talking about, which is OU and Florida Atlantic. We are 59. We push past 60 into the 50s for the NFL season. But are you ready? Oh, Arnie? no, no. But you got to give me preseason games. You can't do that to uh, me. I, I'm, I'm getting there. That. I'm getting there. Yeah, come on now. We are 23 days oh. away from the exhibition opener. I'm taking 23 days off. Um, <laughs> well, hey, by the way, uh, baseball for the All-Star break, which is the All-Star game is a week from next Tuesday. Baseball is essentially off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's one game on Thursday. So you basically have four days off in baseball. But with that said, next week, next week, the Baltimore Ravens report to camp. The first team to report is on July 11th. So. Oh. Listen, we're getting there Three days. slowly but surely. Slowly but surely we're getting there. So, obviously, you you and I both love the win total conversations. I think we had a few of them as they've been trickling out here and there. We love all the debates about the best conferences in college football. And you know, We'll get to the win totals here in just a bit. That's always fun for Arnie's picks. But i got to tell you something. Um, i got a little bit of a problem with Athlon Sports here. And, wow. Uh, let me explain why. And, and I think you should, too, because they have – basically gone with the easy number one pick when they're breaking down their power rankings for conferences. I don't think there's too much argument around the SEC being the best conference in college football, is there? I mean, I'd like to think that someone is there to knock them down, uh, and I like to think that there is someone waiting. And, yes, I know that diehard Clemson fans would say, well, two years ago we beat Alabama. That's great. But you know what? I just I don't think there's anyone that has anything right now for the SEC. Not just with what Alabama's doing, but Arnie, what Kirby Smart has started to do with Georgia. They're not going anywhere. Auburn seems to have a quarterback now. I think the tide is turning a bit for Florida and Tennessee. Texas A&M, it'll be interesting to see how Jimbo – I mean, that's a huge investment that Texas A&M has put in Jimbo Fisher. And LSU appears – stop me if you've heard this before – to have a quarterback. So it, it, it's almost as if the rich is getting richer. So if we're talking – Conference rankings, it's hard not to have the SEC number one, is No, but you know, my thing is that's where kids want to play for some reason. It's all about playing in the South, and if that's true, I'm surprised that the Big 12 hasn't gotten better players because they've got those type of teams that kids want to go to. I understand why you don't want to play in the Pac-12. Maybe the Big 10's got a stigma about it that the kids don't want to go to. And I thought that the ACC, or whatever they call themselves now, uh, should have done a better job also uh, recruiting. So that conference in the Big 12... Uh, should have done a better job. Getting there. Getting there in the Big 12 with what Herman and Riley are doing at Texas and Oklahoma, respectively. All right, just real quick, we'll run through these because there's really only five worth talking about, unfortunately. No offense to the American Athletic Conference, but just saying. They have the Big Ten, number two. And I think the Big Ten's going to get a little bit of disrespect this year because it's very deep. they got a lot of good teams. But would you put the Big Ten as the second-best conference this year, Arnie? Or do you think maybe the ACC or the Pac-12 or the Big 12 could slide in there behind the SEC? Well, you know, I like my Pac-12, but, I mean, it was ranked so low, which I don't understand why it gets such a bad rap. I, I mean, for some reason, uh, you know, because they're so uh, balanced – that they don't have a team, an upper echelon team, like when Alabama dominates the rest of the SEC or something like that. So I I feel like they get a bad knock on that, Chris. It's a matter of whether or not – that's a great debate. I mean, if an incredible debate to have. Are you truly in a league that's so 
good and so balanced that good teams are just beating each other up, which I think could happen in the Big Ten this year? Or is it just a bunch of really bad teams? And it's funny because if you try to say, well, let's look at the bowl season. Well, what does everyone tell you? Well, the bowl season is just an exhibition. It yeah, doesn't, that matter. doesn't matter. No one takes yeah. it serious, right? right? And then if you say, well, okay, let's look at non-conference. Well, you can't that take the non-conference either, season. Yeah. Right. So how do you truly cage and judge it? I well, have when no you have idea. cupcakes like Alabama does every year, I mean, well, they do play a tough game early. But the SEC, that's Cupcake City with the out-of-conference schedule. So, number one overall, as we mentioned, is the SEC. Their uh, projection is Alabama to win the conference. The Big Ten is second with Ohio State. And then the ACC, again, slides into third. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and homer out too much for the Big 12. I think they're the best conference in college football, (laughs) but I'm a homer. What do I know? But to have the ACC there third is a little bit confusing. Now, don't get me wrong. Dabo and Brent Venables have an incredible group defensively coming back, Arnie. And I think Miami and what Justin Fuente is doing at Virginia Tech, I think they're going to be better. But they're third. Big 12 is fourth. And then the Pac-12 is there at number five. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's why I shouldn't have even sent it to you. But you know what? I think you only sent it to me to make me feel good because you knew where I was going next as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The over-under on win-losses as we celebrate creeping under 47 days until kickoff of the college football season. And I have a big problem here with your Arizona Wildcats because according to the LV, the Las Vegas Superbook, yeah. your Wildcats are at 7.5 wow. on the over-under. Wow. And... You know, Kevin Sumlin's M.O. is hot out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, he is a guy that first couple of years, poof, great recruits, does a good job of inspiring those that are already there, was great at Houston, was great early on at Texas A&M. Arnie, am I crazy if I want to take over seven and a half for your Arizona Wildcats? No, remember, what was it, a couple of years ago? It was more than that now. Three, four years ago when they made that run, and I just, I'm like, watch out for my Wildcats, and almost you know, <laughs> won the whole thing. Oh, my goodness, man, I was on board that year. I How long ago was that, Pike? But, no, this could be another great year. I mean, look at their quarterback situation. When you have a quarterback uh, like, like they do, Tate, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Khalil Tate, and I think he's going to be a legit Heisman Trophy candidate. He was a legit Heisman Trophy candidate last year. Put a mindset of what Johnny Manziel was able to do at Texas A&M and apply that to Khalil Tate. Put a mindset of oh, what Kevin Tate's Sumlin much better was, than Johnny Manziel ever was. Well, I, well, Manziel did win a Heisman Trophy, so we got a little time to get there. But I'll say this much. Kevin Sumlin did a pretty incredible job of implementing an offense that worked for Johnny Manziel. A couple of others I want to get your take on. Then I'll move past college football and get back to NBA fighting here. Want to make sure we get a little football in. What about Florida State? Florida State, 7.5 this year for the over-under. Willie Taggart comes over from Oregon State. Yeah, I'm I don't not know, so Arnie. sure. Yeah, new coach. That's a tough conference. And they have a tougher out-of-conference schedule, I believe, than most teams. I'm not so sure I'd like to go over on that. I have a hard time with the teams that are around 10. Oklahoma is there. Ohio State is at 10 and a half. They have uh, Georgia is at 10. Alabama, I think, was at uh, 10 Hi, and Georgia's half. still at 10 11 and a half. Does it make a difference that the quarterback uh, broke his hand on the not throwing their hand or no, not at all? I don't I don't think so. Okay. But, again, I mean, that's you don't know. I, I, colleges aren't required to give you injury information. And I don't know if that's going to change over time whenever we get into – uh, gambling and how it's become more widespread. I don't know if that changes. They, and I hate to use the term hide behind, but with the HIPAA laws, they don't necessarily have to give you. So 
I mean, they're making it sound like it's very minimal, and it was to his left hand, and I guess it was whenever a ski rope snacked back and hit him right on the hand. So I don't know how serious that injury is to Jake Fromm, but you're looking at 10.5 for Georgia, 11.5 for Alabama, and how about a big wow. number, 11, 11 for Clemson? I mean, damn, these teams only played 12 regular season games with a 13th game for a conference championship, and maybe – maybe the possibility of 15 total games. So you're looking at 11 and a half. You're basically projecting them to go undefeated in the regular season pretty much. By the way, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I got a feeling you'll probably know the answer anyway. What's the first big matchup that we're looking for? Like with that first uh, big weekend is there something like, oh, this is because usually it comes on like that Monday for a holiday or something like that. You know what I'm saying? What's the first big matchup that we're looking forward to uh, in college uh, football? Six o'clock Saturday, August twenty fifth. Oh, I knew you would know. I knew you would. Prairie know. View and Rice. Oh, no. stop uh, it! <laughs> you know, it, last year and the year before that, we really had home run matchups in the first week of we the season. We have Auburn Washington. I know is in that uh, September first weekend. I know that right. We have that. a handful of them this yeah. year. I, I mean, again, games like Oregon State, Ohio State. That is Pac twelve versus Big. Michigan-Notre Dame, probably the the key game of that first weekend. Yeah, yeah, take that for what it's worth. I kind of dig the Tennessee West. Jeez. Tennessee-West Virginia game I think is pretty big. I love Washington-Auburn, which is at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Love Michigan this year. Love Michigan. Do you love Michigan last year as well, too? Yeah, I did. Has has anyone done less and get more credit than Jim Harbaugh and Michigan? No, but I still like them. I think they'll they'll get Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't know why I keep liking Michigan. I should learn my lesson. (laughs) By the way, the uh, the two big games, the Sunday game is Miami-LSU, and then that Monday game is Virginia Tech and Florida State. So it's an ah, actual conference game. Give so, us yeah. a garbage game on Monday. But I don't think you have your home runs like Alabama-USC a couple of years ago. You had a couple. I mean, listen, Auburn-Washington, whoever wins that game is going to shoot up the polls, depending on where both of those teams are ranked in the preseason. So... Uh, it's not bad. It's not great. I mean, where you still got like Grambling and, and Louisiana. You left out the biggest game, my Arizona Wildcats against BYU. BYU the reason man. why Brady hasn't talked, uh, Brady Papinga hasn't talked to me in three years now. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. also because you called him soft and you kind of called him out. And you well, I called him a soft. garbage team, but that doesn't mean yeah, you have to yeah. take offense to it, you know? Right, right. No, no, no. And no, they beat us. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So there is my attempt to throw some college football out there as we count down now officially yeah, 47 for days to the start of the college football season and just 54 away from the first full weekend oh. of college football. Listen, we've talked a lot of LeBron tonight. Let's get the other side of the Kawhi saga what's really going on we'll get details next he's arnie spanier i'm chris plank from the geico fox sports radio studios it's arnie and plank on a fox sports sunday it's arnie and plank on a fox sports sunday don't forget we are counting down to what everyone came here for tonight arnie's picks what are you picking what the heck am i gonna pick i was gonna say i mean it's it's easy when it's football season to be honest we got plenty of games you can I mean, heck, it's kind of easy even during baseball season. But... I'd, pick, I'd pick Wimbledon if that was going on. Oh, it is. Got I Wimbled- didn't know that. You got I'm Wimbledon, sorry, yeah. yeah okay, Come on. There you I go. mean, I got to hate on the I'll tennis. I'll get right on. I'm going to pick Jimmy Connors. Watch out for him. You know, uh, 
Jonas brought this story up earlier, but real quick, no updates on the Brandon Browner saga, which has played out tonight. NBC LA has reported that Browner was yeah. arrested on charges of kidnapping, a burglary, false imprisonment, and violation of a restraining order. So we'll continue to keep you up to date if any news breaks on this. It's at least for Browner his fourth arrest in the last year, mm. which is never good for anyone They're- trying to resurrect their car. Uh, you know, just since we're doing some football and we're going to finish up on that, I, I just want to ask you one question. When a guy signs a contract, right, I guess the most important thing, at least to the player, is probably money. After money and they get the contract they get, should the next important thing be all about winning? Chris, isn't that the next important thing for an athlete or no? You would think everyone has their own different priorities, but it would be important to me. Well, I want to win. Well, what, what, what's, your, well, what's your number one priority then for as a fan? Winning, then I take it, right? Of course. I love to win. Yeah. So I my if Derek Carr was going to get a six-game suspension and you knew he can cut that in half and have a three-game suspension if he ratted out a teammate or another <laughs> guy on another team or another coach, shouldn't they do that because they get back in the field sooner? And that's, that's I guess, the rule according uh, when I was reading about the Julian Edelman suspension. You know, I've been perplexed by the NFL's sudden willingness to do deals with guys. And I don't know what they gained from the Jameis Winston saga. I think there's a lot to learn from that still because right. still because what he had started at a four game according to early reports, then it became three games. Uh some are saying he might even be able to plea it down to two games, but I we're a long way from that. But I don't, I don't understand this sudden interest by a league that had ruled with an iron fist to suddenly want to do deals and try to do deals. And I guess what Edelman just kind of, I mean, he went with the old snitches get stitches mindset, didn't he? Do you, do you, you think that's wrong? You think it's wrong to out somebody who blatantly cheats and you're going to go ahead and keep your mouth shut? So, like, if, if, if you were in high school and you were competing for a scholarship and you knew the person cheated, you shouldn't rat them out and let them have the scholarship? I'm, I don't understand why. If, if somebody else is doing something wrong, why not get back get yourself back on the football field early and, and, and have somebody else punished instead of you taking all the punishment and hurting your team like that? That's a little selfish. Well, help me better understand this because we still don't even know what he took, right? We don't know what he tested positive for. And then he tried to go after the NFL on a technicality. Right. They come back and say, hey, we'll we'll minimize that if you kind of tell us what you would take. Well, I think he could have gotten from a four-game to a two. Well, they upheld the suspension, and I guess there was talk that he could have gotten a two-game suspension instead of four if he would have said, okay, uh, you know, what did you take or, you know, where did you get it from? What other coaches are involved? What other players are involved? Roll over on somebody and we'll cut it in half. At least that's the not, rumor. Does this not reek? Boy, I, I hate to feed into any Patriot paranoia. Not that you guys have anything to be paranoid about. You win all the time. But does this not feed into that belief that maybe the league, in a lot of ways, Roger Goodell looks at Tom Brady as, as the golden goose and that's who he's going to get? Because I mean, one way or another, we're going to right. get you, Tom Brady. Right. So, so maybe their thought is, if he can bust out TB12, his vitamin company, then right. maybe out of nowhere they have another charge they can go after Tom Brady for. I, I'm just vamping here. I'm just throwing it off the wall. Could you it, imagine oh. if Edelman rolled over on Brady and said, "Yes, I got it from Tom." 
It's his fault. Let's go after him. Could you could you imagine? He'd have to he'd have to leave Foxborough if that was true. Well, and I guess I guess too, you you can't help but wonder anymore what's what's real and what isn't with the NFL on unknown substances and exactly what they're out to do. Are they trying to clean up the game or are they just are they trying to find the kingpin, if you will? Is there a pusher out there that they're going, I don't know. If they're trying to make deals with guys, it makes absolutely well, but, but no sense. But you would tell Derek Carr, cut, cut it from six to cut three. If he had a suspension, if he had the rollover on somebody who's on another team or another coach, you would do that in a heartbeat, Chris. Tattle away, D-Carr. Tattle away. Wow. Unless, unless your backup plays well, then go ahead and serve <laughs> your suspension. And then we can debate about whether or not you get your job uh, back or if you have to earn it back one way or the other. Can you imagine the first player that rats somebody out what sports talk radio is going to be like for that week? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to happen. You know, At some point it's going to happen. But, yeah, I, so his suspension is upheld. We're reaching that time of the year whenever you have a few more either drug suspensions or violations of the conduct code suspensions. Oh, so we, we might not be done. We we should air that too. Can you imagine a, a, another play going? Okay, you got me. But here are the other ten names that are guilty, and I'm going to read them in alphabetical order. <laughs> Could you imagine the radio that would be? Oh my goodness! <laughs> By oh the boy. way, Matt Ryan checked in on Twitter at Stinkin Genius One S T I N K I N Genius the number one at Plank Show, and of course, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Matt writes, no one listens for Arnie's picks. We only listen to hear if Steve Kerr will finally call in. It's going to take a miracle, but it would be amazing to hear Kerr bash Well, if you, if, if you wouldn't you know, say bad things about the Golden State Warriors, I'd have a better chance of, of getting him to call on in there, Chris. You know what? I've got a, I've got a trip with you? coming up next week. I'm going to go back through old shows and just put together all yeah. the times when you destroyed the Warriors. Oh, when I you have... called him soft and Steph Curry in his mouthpiece. I mean, come on. I have somebody else that I'm stalking now, too. Uh, I only oh have two gosh. I only have two numbers. Uh, Steve Kerr and the other person I called I've had on my show locally in Vermont and I, I started texting him and he doesn't text me back now uh, is Kobe Altman, the, the, the GM for the Cavaliers. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say the guy that got fired. Well, he's got a lot to do right now, Altman does, so why don't well, you leave him alone? I mean, there's no games going on. I mean, how busy can he really be? All right, well, when we come back to the He's come on my Fox show Sports locally, Radio Chris. Studios. Yeah, because he went to college in Delaware, right? No, Didn't Middlebury. He Middlebury. Middlebury. I, yeah. I was come on, now get it right. Me and my regionality is very limited when it comes to the Northeast. I, I've got to be better. Uh, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, more of your tweets. And w- which side are you on? Well, just just as a quick thought, Arnie, are you on the side of one Kawhi Leonard? Or are you on the side of the Spurs? Are you on the side that I'm, sympath- I'm, sympath- trying- I'm sympathetic to the San Antonio Spurs? I I really am, and unfortunately, they're in a bad position. So I feel bad for them because I I believe their side more so than Kawhi Leonard's side. Well, when we come back, we'll tell you exactly the, I guess you could say, nuclear bomb that was dropped last week by Mike Wright and what the Kawhi camp allegedly did. And then our man at Fox Sports Radio, Chris Broussard, coming in and waving the finger to Kimbe Matambo style and saying, ah, oh. ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, not so fast. We'll play that for you and get you more as we count down to not only the start of the NFL season, but college football as well. I've got a few overpaid, underpaid guys to get into. And, oh, yeah, we got, we've got to get to our story about two people who tried to shoot fireflies because they thought they were aliens. That but wasn't me, no was it? 
No, it wasn't you, Arnie. Okay. Steve DeSager. And it wasn't Steve DeSager. Oh, come oh, on. I would believe it. I would believe wow. it was DeSager. You know, I read so a story tonight. The Royals, who've lost nine in a row, they signed a 16-year-old pitcher from Japan. 16. Instead of going to the famed high school baseball tournament, the equivalent of their March Madness there, he's going to come over here, and they think after the paperwork, he's going to make it to the U.S., next month already, and play some instructional wow. league this year and then start a, quote, standard seven-year minor league contract. No, let's let's put him right up in the big leagues now. Let's go ahead and let's do it. Let's see what the kids got. 6'2", yeah. 170. Somebody born in 2002 was just signed by a major league team, for crying out loud. <sighs> Doesn't seem possible. Wow, you're old. Well, tonight you in Anaheim, old. the Angels beat the Dodgers 4-3. Dodgers got an early three-run homer from Yasiel Puig, but he later left with a strained oblique, likely will go on the disabled list. For the Halos, Albert Pujols with a solo homer, career home run number 627, and then Shohei Otani, the pinch homer for the lead in the seventh, the guy who in the offseason picked the Angels over the Dodgers. Good move considering he's with a DH league. He can do nothing but DH these days due to the arm injury. San Diego in 16 innings, won 4-3 at Arizona, getting a home run off Jeff Mathis, the starting catcher. San Francisco and Seattle got home wins, 10-inning victories for the Yankees and Cubs. Houston won it six straight. Boston won it sixth in a row. That was the game at Kansas City, 7-4 Red Sox. Boston's record, 61-29. and There's still two games up on the Yankees for best overall mark. Kansas City, meanwhile, last place in the AL Central, 25-63. and The All-Star starters for the game a week from Tuesday, named tonight, including most of the rosters, AL and NL, and that American League outfielder Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Aaron Judge. Fox TV will have the All-Star game from D.C. a week from Tuesday. Betts MVP! Bryce Harper is going to be starting in the outfield. I assume Max Scherzer will be picked as the starting pitcher. He is on the roster. Fox TV will have Tuesday's World Cup semifinal. That's the next game in the tournament, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, Belgium against France. The next day, Wednesday, the semifinal is England against Croatia. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Wimbledon took today off. They take the middle Sunday of the tournament off. And I saw this headline from Las Vegas. Travis Pastrana lands Caesars Palace jump in Evil Knievel tribute. He was doing, like, about 50 years ago, Evil Knievel had this huge crash and massive injuries trying to jump the fountains at Caesars Palace. Pastrana did three jumps, all apparently successful for a TV event. A couple of them were reenacting the Evil Knievel stunts of the 70s, 16 Greyhound buses to jump over, another 52 stack cars, so quite a day for Why did I know about that? The Evil Knievel thing was like such a big television event. Massive. And, yeah, and this is like nothing. This is coming in under the radar. This is That was right up there with Bobby Riggs against Billie Jean King. Yeah. Of course, there were only three channels back then, Arnie. That's true. That, yeah, this that's is true. true. And Travis Pastrana just jumped like an angle over a part of the pool. I mean, come on, dude. I love him to death. He's one of my favorites. But, I mean, both Eric Roberts, our producer, and I were laughing as we were watching this. And maybe it was just the camera angles. But it's he wasn't really jumping over the whole fountain. At it least like, it, oh, it wasn't cool. like the Michael Phelps thing. It wasn't like a cartoon <laughs> yes. computer-generated fountain that he was Is jumping Evil, over. Is Evil still with us? 
<laughs> no, he passed no. away. Okay, I think I over. T- okay. I think it was about ten years ago. Wow, we're a little bit behind on that one. Thanks, Steve. Sorry. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com fifteen minutes ago. We are fifteen minutes away from Arnie's picks. I'm very intrigued to see what I'm he very intrigued. I can't wait to see what I am going to pick. Uh, I am intrigued, though, to get into this saga. We've been teasing it and waiting on it. Uh, Twitter has been great tonight. I'm, I'm not ignoring it. It's just, it's yeah, all Yeah, you didn't LeBron, even go through LA. the Arnie names like Laker Spanier. If I was going to change my name, there were so many good ones out there. UCLA Dodger, Frank has some good, good ones. We'll get to, I mean, I'm not planning on your picks eating up the entire final no, segment. No, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just no. saying, I feel like we'll have some time. So, Real quick, let's reset this debate from the past week. Uh, Our man Chris Broussard kind of set the record straight. But before he did, Spurs reporter Mike Wright made some pretty incredible claims about just how challenging it was for the Spurs to get any information about Kawhi Leonard during his injury. Listen to this from his podcast last week. The Spurs were in the dark most of the season. Some of the things that were happening was crazy. There was a point during his rehab process in New York, some of the Spurs brass went out to see him. As soon as those guys arrived to the building, Kawhi's people grabbed him and sequestered him to another part of the building. So the Spurs people couldn't even see him. Now, Now, again, again, Pretty ridiculous, right? What building? If, if, How big is this building that they can hide him like that? I want to know. Are they, are they running around back halls? I mean, is there some sort of code word? Kawhi, Eagle, Eagle landed, Eagle landed. Go, go, go. Are they running him out with, like, trench coats and hiding him? Uh, one more quick point here on how tough it was to get answers. You go through the entire season, and Pop was asked these questions over and over and over again. And the thing was, Pop didn't have the answers because the whole rehab process was out of his hand. He didn't know anything. So when he's saying you'll have to ask his group, it's not like you're trying to take a shot at Kawhi and his people. It's that he doesn't know. Now, yes, he was. He was taking a shot at Kawhi and his people. Stop it. Of course he was. Of, of course, course he was. was. Stop with the baloney. But here's what Chris Broussard said. Uh, I believe this was on a Coward show on Friday. But I just spoke with somebody close to Kawhi less than an hour ago, and they vehemently denied this story. Called it BS. Called it BS. Um, They said that everything they did in New York was under the parameters of the Spurs. Spurs knew what was going on that trainers were up there from the Spurs working out with Kawhi, that Spurs brass came up there and saw Kawhi and knew what was going on. So Michael Wright is a good, respected reporter, so I I don't want to, you know, go against it. Somebody obviously told him this. He's certainly not making it up. But I'm just telling you, I've talked to a person close to Kawhi who would know who said that this is ridiculous. So here's my question. Why would the Spurs want bad information out there on Kawhi? Maybe I need to be educated, but aren't I mean they're they're trying to get huge return if they're going to trade him right now. Why would they want information out there? Why would someone from the Spurs camp plant that information right. about Kawhi? I, that, that's what blew my mind through this whole saga because what what'd you hear? Seventy percent to the Sixers right now. Now that there's was a the tweet report. that came out. Yeah, I yeah. got that as a tweet. Now there's a report that he doesn't really want to go to the Lakers. He'd rather go to the Clippers. But the Clippers, I mean, who, who are the Clippers going to trade for Kawhi Leonard? You know, I mean, what do they have? Uh, you know, Chris, I I've told you this story before, besides me being best friends with Steve Kerr. Right. Um, you know, we had another high school teammate that's uh, an assistant coach on Popovich's staff right now. You know that, right? 
The shooting coach, yeah. The shooting coach. Chip England. What do you mean the shooting coach? One of the best shooters I've ever seen in my life. He's the one that's been working with Kawhi Leonard over the last so many years to make him the shooter that he's turned in now. Um, I would love to get Chip on. But from what I hear, and I didn't get this from Chip because I haven't talked to Chip in a long, long time. But from what I hear, this has gone on way back so early that it was a, it was evident that he was never going to come back to the Spurs to begin with anyway, and he was just waiting for a way to get out. That's why I really thought he was going to be a member of the Lakers uh, by the time we got back on the show today, and I still think he's going to be a member of the Lakers. I'm not buying into the 70% Philadelphia 76er thing unless they're not taking the best offer, and then that's a big mistake. Yeah, I think they're going to... I think they're going to take the best offer, and really, who who can give you the best assets the right now? Yes, the Lakers or the Sixers, and and I don't yeah, know. But who the Sixers Philly won't give in. you the best offer because they True. know what's happening after one year. And if you if you step back for a moment, you can't play this. Well, we'll just wait till free agency. And honestly, the the Spurs can't either. Yeah, you and I have had this debate a lot. Either on can this the Celtics? Show. Kyrie's not coming back to the Celtics, so you've got to deal him also. Right. I mean. It, I don't hear much of a market for Kyrie though right now. Do you? I haven't well, heard his go name brought to the up New at York all. Knicks is where he'll end up going. Why? No, no. I, I, yeah. Well, I understand that. Yeah. But I don't hear anything about them trying to move him right now. And I mean, you're up there, so maybe I'm missing something. But are they secretly? Not every trade is out in the open. No, but are I, they secretly. Well, first trying of all, to make I, I don't think Celtic fans really believe it. I mean, they thought okay. of the great run they had last year and getting Kyrie back, getting Gore Hayward back. They, they, they think it's their chance to make a championship run. But, you know, when this year ends, and they're not going to deal midway through. I think they're going to take their chances um, because they're really not going to get much in return except for maybe some draft picks. So they'll take their chances and see if they can win a championship this year, Chris. They won't get much in return because if, if they wait, and I, I don't think they really care because they're going all in unless he gets hurt again in Boston. Right. But, Arnie, the Spurs are risking a lot here. I mean, uh, Tony Parker's – well, he's in Charlotte now, but his career is basically over. Right. Manu's done. Who are you building that franchise around right now? You let Kyle Anderson David walk Robinson. to Memphis. Oh, wait, wait. He's right. gone. <laughs> yeah, Sean Elliott's gone, Arnie. You can't use Avery Bradley or Steve Kerr or George even Mario Elliott. Yeah, okay. They're all gone, okay? Yeah. They've, all, they've all retired. You can't use them. But this is your guy. So you're going to have to get a substantial – Substantial return. I love Popovich. I love R.C. Buford. I love everything about the Spurs. And you can get everyone in San Antonio all riled up about, oh, Kawhi, hate him, can't believe he's doing this. But who are you building around? Who's your guy? Are you, are you, if he goes, you're essentially hitting reboot on that franchise. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge? Come on, please. Don't Jeff did reboot right now anyway? I mean, it wasn't like you're going to win a championship with Kawhi Leonard anyway on that team. Probably not, but you feel a little bit better if you had a committed Kawhi for the next five years along with I – mean, Well, that's never happening. You know that stuff. I, I don't know if a LaMarcus Aldridge would be committed, but, hey, that's how they viewed things. And then suddenly, boom, you hit this roadblock, and next thing you know, you got a deal. I, I still don't believe he's going to end up a Laker, but honestly, Arnie, I don't see where else he could go. What about unless... Damian Lillard? Do you believe he's going to be a Laker if that happens? Yes. Oh, my uh-huh. goodness. A hundred percent. Lillard's coming to the Lakers. He's going to wear his Raiders tattoo, and he's taking over the NBA. What, am I getting a little carried away here, Portland? 
No, I think it's going to be fun to watch the NBA offseason again the next few weeks. Well, the, I think moves you, will you continue to materialize. You think that's, that's a bogus rumor then? Because I think he every, did put something out, uh, one of those cryptic tweets on, on Twitter, did he not, or what? Yeah, he said, what I'm t- someone said, are you, are, would you be happy playing with LeBron? He goes, I'm typically a happy guy or something like that. I'm not, I'm not buying 90% of the crap that's out there right now, honestly. Uh, in fact, I don't buy that Kawhi's people hit him in New York. I don't buy that the Sixers aren't necessarily offering anything for him. And I don't buy that the Spurs would float that information out there. Right. And I sure as hell don't buy that the Lakers have inquired about, oh gosh, who was the laundry list of guys, Arnie? John Wall, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson. I mean, you name it. Apparently, the <laughs> Lakers had inquired about him. It's going to be a mess, man. Poor Zingas. Poor Zingas going to L.A. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we wrap it up the only way we know how with Arnie's picks. That's next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news, Arnie's picks are coming up next. Even better news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Special thanks to Eric Roberts, our producer. Every time when I'm a little bit down during the day, I I laugh thinking about Arnie introducing himself to Eric whenever he was in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And the bad thing is, is like I get I get oh, he's out on the other side. Look who it is! It's our producer Eric Roberts. Too. Yeah, you you met him before. (laughs) Great job tonight, Eric. No, it's not a great job. He hasn't talked to me in a month. I I didn't Uh. even know he was still the producer of the show. He replied to your Facebook message last no, week. No, so that, not that. even. I, well, let me see. I'm on Facebook right now. So, I wrote, order, I'm here. I got no response. Arnie, I have to like literally lean over Bobo. So it's uh, like, it's just a process, man. Yeah. Plank is with on, within arm's reach of me. Bobo, I, I got to be over Bobo to talk to Arnie. It's just tough. Bobo's the key communicator with Arnie. And that's kind of what he does beyond, beyond the great me. music. <laughs> the great music and the bumps, the wheels of steel. And the Sager on updates. Hey, don't go anywhere because Ben Maller, I'm sure, will find something wrong with LeBron. Like, basically, y'all have anyway. So it'll be a fun four hours filled with love and hate with the Ben Maller show coming up next. Arnie, uh, do you want to get the tweets before or after your picks? That's Let's go after. I, I'm chomping at the bit. I, I've been breaking down soccer. I've been <laughs> uh, my, my picks have been unbelievable. So let's get right at it. Put me in the mood, Bobo. Let's go ahead and get these picks. And let's start with England and Croatia. I've been breaking down this game, Chris, (laughs) every which way imaginable. I mean, Harry Kane on offense, Harry Kane on defense, Harry Kane in goal. Is there more I need to say on that? Yeah, but just just go with it. It works. All right, give me England then for an apparent no reason whatsoever. And I'm going to take France over Belgium. I was really never much of a waffle fan anyway. I mean, I do like the chocolates, but I think France is a better team here. So, I mean, (laughs) tell me you get breakdowns better than that. I am picking my Lakers in the uh, Summer League to win the championships. I am going to go ahead and crown them champions if they win the Summer League. (laughs) And Kawhi will be a Laker by the time we get on the air uh, next Sunday. You picked a summer league game. It's not that thin out there right now. I mean, we got. I I sent you. Are over, you are under... you ragged on the summer league? <laughs> yes, the summer league is the worst thing ever. Let me tell no, you why. what are you what? Because you get these idiotic definitive statements about guys that you never hear from again. Oh. Hey, let me tell you something. Wait, Would wait. I dig being in Vegas watching it? Would I love to be in Sacramento watching it? You bet. But oh, the, say the my people brother, who don't take it for what it's worth. My brother went with his friend. They bought seats courtside oh, uh, for 250, awesome. 250 bucks a piece, and they just hang out there all day. 
Yeah, I, I bet from a spectator perspective, I bet it's awesome. Oh, he said it was great. He he called to congratulate me. He goes, congratulations. I go, okay, what what now with the baloney? He goes, Kevin Knox is just phenomenal. The steal of the draft. I mean, he just was going on and on about him. Yeah, uh, he is being inducted into the Summer League Hall of yeah. Fame. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple Love of other that. great names that had great Summer League performances. But, like the NFL yeah. preseason Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Bryce Butler is in that, so good luck. Hey, couple of quick notes here real quick before we get to the tweet to the show. Uh, Michael Mulville, who covers, or Mulvihill, I believe it is, who covers TV ratings, dropped this nugget earlier today. So far, uh, the round of eight viewership, the, the numbers are still rolling in, pulled uh, numbers 4.5 million area viewership-wise, 4.5 mil. Just a skosh off. The NBA playoff rankings this year at 4.8 mil. The Friday morning match kept the World Cup for getting there, but pretty impressive, Arnie, to be that close to the NBA finals, or excuse me, to the NBA playoff numbers. And I guess more fuel for you to talk about the decline of the NBA's talent, right? Uh, I'm a little shocked about that. I I shouldn't be because I've been telling you that the NBA (laughs) is going to have a problem with star power, and I was exactly right on that, Chris. I I mean, who called that years ago? That was me. Uh, Scott writes, anyone, as we quickly get to Twitter before we get out of here, anyone who thinks Kobe belongs in the GOAT conversation is irrational. There's no sound argument. So, of course, they see LeBron as a threat, which gets me to this tweet, which was absolutely fantastic. I never thought of it this way. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Carlos. As a member of a few Laker fan pages, he's more of an expert than I am. I've come to accept that Laker fans are divided into two groups of fans. Laker fans and Kobe Bryant fans. And these are the ones behind the backlash on LeBron. And then I uh, like this from Hate Everything More, who writes, Nice choices for your name, Arnie, but only because... Worst run franchise in sports, a Spaniard, is too wordy. Plus, wow. it never fit on a license. Well, I mean, for the most part, a majority of your teams aren't really run that well, Someone are said, they? what about Mush Spaniard? I kind of like that. Mush Dude, Mush would be an yes. odd. You should go with that. I Instead may. of the stinking genius. Mush. And it'd be much easier to say yeah. as your Twitter handle, man. I, I, <laughs> having to spell out stinking every time. Uh, at Mush1. Oh, oh, my I gosh. We have a future in this business, finally. All right, great tweet. Tonight, guys, fun show. Arnie, have a great week, man. You too, you too. Uh, For Bobo, for Eric, for Steve, and for Arnie, I'm Chris Plank. Stick around. Big Ben Maurer is next on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 